So it's just interesting and important to understand this, especially if you're in a relationship, because what a level five argument might be like somebody's level one, or it could be somebody's level 10. You have to understand that everything is relative and you have to be hyper-conscious and aware of that so that you can coexist with other people. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was number 1049 today for episode number 1050. Happy Monday. Recognizing a huge lesson from your past. So believe it or not, Alan has never met my mom and my grandmother. Is that mm-hmm. true? You've never met my mom and my grandmother. That is true. That is I've, a fact. I mean, I've met them virtually, but never Well, in that person. doesn't even count. Exactly. So you've never met them. Correct. When, when I was younger, Alan, and you'll appreciate this very much, when I was younger, my friends loved coming over to my house because my mother, myself, and my grandmother would openly swear at one another. Pretty oh. commonly, it was pretty common- we were joking. We weren't, it wasn't anything serious. We weren't yelling at each other. It was just like, you were okay to swear in my house for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I loved it. I took full advantage of that when I could. And (laughs) I definitely took full advantage when friends would come over because it was kind of like, hey, watch this. Watch what I can do. But right. When you were a little kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The reason that a lot of, a lot of my friends thought it was cool and they would laugh about it is because that is not what they had at home. That was not their experience at home. So today's episode is about the Richter scale of what's normal for you. So a Richter scale is when you have an earthquake, that's how they measure whatever the size of it, I guess, is the Richter scale. I didn't come up with it. Some guy named... (laughs) Scientist Jeff. Some guy named something Richter created it and they were like, we're going to name this after him. But that's the thing is my friends would come over and they'd be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is your normal. You get to swear at your mom? And I'd say, yeah, it's not anything serious. We're not mad at each other. I can't do it if I'm mad at her. But I'd always have to recognize that when I went to somebody else's house. I always had to recognize that. And I remember I remember, I had a friend. Oh my goodness, this was so awkward. I had a friend who would come to my house and he knew he could say whatever, so he would kind of swear around my family. But then me, him, and somebody else went to one of our others, other buddies' houses, and he was like swearing with my buddy's parents there. And we were like, yo, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, watch your <laughs> mouth. Like, what are you doing? Right. These are like, these are, these are upstanding church-going <laughs> citizens. Like, you gotta take it easy. And but his his Richter scale, he wasn't prepared for that. He was used to coming to my house and saying whatever he wanted. Now, obviously, the story I'm telling is funny. And it's not super serious, but 
your Richter scale is kind of your experience. So if you grew up without money and you get a job that pays you pretty decently compared to your normal, compared to what you were raised in, compared to your expectations, you might say, oh, I'm making so much money. But if somebody, you know, say you grew up in a, a family that had millions and millions of dollars, if you're making $100,000 a year, that might not seem like that much because your Richter scale is off. If, if in your relationships, you have always been respected and loved and taken care of and supported, your Richter scale, your expectations, your feelings towards things are going to be different than somebody who was never respected, was walked on, was treated badly, was sworn at. So it's just interesting and important to understand this, especially if you're in a relationship, because what a level five argument might be like somebody's level one, or it could be somebody's level 10. If I grew up in a household where there was a lot of arguing, and I didn't, I'm grateful for that. If, say, I grew up in a household that was like nine out of 10, like very, 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 very bad violence, all that stuff, I didn't. But if I did, and I met somebody who had the opposite experience and they had a wonderful childhood, their level five of like, hey, I'm pretty scared right now, for me would be a level one. Be like, this is totally fine. Nobody, you know, nobody is hurting anybody. We're not swearing. Like our voices are raised a little bit. So it's just very important to understand that your Richter scale is most likely completely different than all of the people around you. And that's very, very important. And last thing I'll add on this. I had a friend one time, Alan, who said to me, he said, Kev, one of the, one of my favorite things about you, and I really appreciated this. He said, one of my favorite things about you is you've been through a lot of crap in your life, but you've always been a really good man. And I said, I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that so much. And he said, sometimes I feel guilty because I haven't been through what you've been through. And that was quite literally him saying, our Richter scales are very, very, very different. I recognize it, but that was what he was saying is our Richter scales are completely different. Very interesting. Well, I've said this many times and, and one of my favorite things too is, and I I told the team this recently, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but you and I are business partners and I've I've said this to you and to the team and now I'll say it here. There's no way that, my favorite part of you is that you've come from nothing. I appreciate that. And What's your second favorite part of me? Um, And then third through fifth. <laughs> <laughs> the second just, one is definitely how funny you are. I appreciate definitely. that. Definitely. I'm just kidding. Um, I just no, but seriously. My, my camera off the desk. You're hardworking. I appreciate you know it. that's my favorite part. You don't and, have to and, answer anymore. I'm, I I was genuinely. I know, just I know to you make were joking. Funny. I know you were joking. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, the reason what I want to say here is this: I would never have been able to be a business partner with someone who was spoiled growing up. And I'm not trying to say that that your mom and memes didn't do an awesome job. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you and I did not grow up in wealth, yeah. and. Um, we had to really work for and earn everything, quite frankly. And my stepfather left, and this is an interesting story, and I know that some of the listeners have heard this before, but you want to talk about Richter scales. When my, when my father passed away when I was two years old, I had a stepfather from age three to 14. And my stepfather earned a lot of money. So when my father, my birth father passed away, my mom had two kids, and uh, she didn't have a lot of choices, or at least she didn't feel like she had a lot of choices. So... Um, she didn't make a lot of money and she didn't know what to do because my, she was a stay at home mom and my father was in sales and he did very, very well. And so my stepdad, uh, and my mom got together and fortunately my stepfather, 
uh, made a lot of money. He earned a, a good income. And so from 3 to 14, not to mention this was in the 90s because I was born in 88. So from 3 to 14, that's the whole 90s right there. And the 90s, and you can look this up, in, in America, the 90s were the greatest economic expansion literally in the last couple hundred years, I think. Um, don't quote me on that, but it's one of the highest um, expansions in history. Honestly, the dot-com bubble. Everyone's heard of the dot-com bubble. Okay, that's the 90s. The late 80s and the 90s were wild in terms of economic growth. And so not only was my stepfather doing well, um, but everyone was kind of doing well in a way. Not everyone, but a lot of people, I should say, especially in tech. And so I went from getting the, remember the Dreamcast? You So Kevin and I were friends in middle school and he came over and we played a game called Dynamite Cop. Best game ever, man. This game was sweet. And Dreamcast was right before um, mass multiplayer online games. And so Dreamcast had like um, dial-up internet. They, Sega really screwed that up because Ethernet was right after that. But anyways, so Kevin and I played Dreamcast and that was my early Christmas present. I used to get all the consoles and we used to go on skiing trips and we had a custom yacht we were building and we used to, my mom, my stepdad, my sister and I, we used to go on trips all the time. You know, that's why I'm such a good snowboarder is because I was on mountains since I was four years old. We went to all the mountains in New England. I mean, literally all of them. And when my stepfather left, we went from, so we got the home, my stepfather got the yacht, and so so that we wouldn't have to change schools, my sister and I. And we went from very well off uh, to, in the early 2000s, there was a, 2002, there was an economic, um, the 2000s are kind of like the lost decade economically uh, because of 2002 and 2008. Um, and we won't go down that rabbit hole, but essentially not only did my stepfather leave, which was the primary source of income, but now we had to figure out how to survive because we had this home, but we didn't have a huge income. And um, so I went from getting an Xbox and a Dreamcast and trips and boats and oceans and all this stuff, Block Island and, you know, 90s and expansion and right to literally free lunch at school. We got uh, free lunch at school because our income was so low, fortunately. And so you want to talk about a Richter scale. That was really devastating for me because I was so used to certain wealth things that were no longer happening, not only because my stepdad left, but also because of the recession. And so, um, you know, I'm grateful for that in hindsight. It was one of the most painful experiences at the time because not only did I lose a part of my core family, um, and then my mom had a hard time with that and I was the man of the house at 14, but Hey guys, it's Alex Ramos and I am happy that I was in group coaching for a second time um, It definitely helps to have accountability and all of that good stuff um, I feel like I am constantly going up and down and everything but you know it's always good to have someone message on whatsapp and then a reminder hey get back on it so it was it was good um i definitely got a lot of good information that i'm going to continue learning because i am a little backed up but i'm happy that i invested in this because it was investing in me and even better, I get to meet people that are doing the same exact thing to help themselves. And I need friends and 
close people around me like that, you know? So yeah, I really appreciated being in group coaching because of the accountability and because of being Going from very well off financially, upper middle class to poverty was not easy. And fortunately, my mom bootstrapped and, and I worked really, really hard in school to get scholarships and financial aid. And I'm so, so grateful. But you want to talk about a Richter scale shift. I mean, I went from getting early Christmas presents and you remember when video games were 60 bucks a pop for the N64 and, yep. you know, PlayStation and Sega Genesis and, uh, you know, Sega Dreamcast and Xbox and all this stuff to, to literally we can't even afford these games anymore. So forget it, you know, type of thing. And we always did what we could. So I don't want to make my childhood sound too, 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 too bad here in that sense. But if you did grow up with a lot of wealth and you end up in a friendship or a relationship with someone who did not, it's going to, you're going to have different normals and you're going to have to be aware of that. And I'll give you one more story, Kev, too. I didn't plan on this, but this is important. My sister was older than I am. And if you're a long-term listener to this show, you might have heard this before, but she was three years older than me and she hung out with older people. And so we had a really nice house on a, it was a log home on a lake and we had bonfires all the time. And my sister was older than me and then she hung out with older people. And so she would have these parties at our house and so when I was 14, I was hanging out with people in their early 20s, and they were drinking. And so I was around a lot of partying when, from a very young age. And so when I went to college, Kev, I went to a tech school. So, so these are the, the quote-unquote nerds of the world. Um, Worcester Polytechnic Institute is an engineering school, and it's, it's for very, very um, mathematically and scientifically sound individuals. And so the quote-unquote nerdy school, right? is what it's known as, kind of like a mini MIT. And so when I went, got there, partying was something that I was very used to. It was normal for me. And so some of these kids at WPI, when I lived with them, they were. this is the first time they've ever been exposed to any alcohol. And so some of them went pretty hefty off the rails because they didn't know how to drink responsibly. And I'm not saying that I always drank responsibly either, but I was definitely farther along on that journey. My Richter scale was very different in terms of you know, I had already, already had a lot of experiences with, with alcohol. And it was very obvious to me that some of these kids were brand new to any sort of partying. And in some ways, it was, it was interesting to try to integrate those things because I had some friends that were in computer science and, and they had never seen alcohol in their life. And here I am in my dorm room ripping shots of UV blue. <laughs> you know, you remember UV blue, Kev? Of course, I remember um, all the UVs. Right. And in college, I, I did party and, and had a lot of fun. Some of these kids were like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Right. And even though for me, it was fairly normal. And for them, it wasn't. And that caused a lot of problems in terms of like other people's parents. And, you know, there's a lot of um, culture shock and people from different countries and people from different cultures and different backgrounds. And I love that because that's one of the best things about college, Kev, is you just you just get thrown on a campus with people from all over the world, all different backgrounds, all different cultures, all different ethnicities, all different countries. And you have to figure out a way to coexist well. Mm. And on top of that, you, you're the, a lot of these people are on their own for the first time and there's not a ton of rules. I mean, there's definitely some, but so it can get really messy. And in that mess, I learned a lot and grew a lot. 
um, and fortunately stayed in school and focused on academics um, a bit too. But I think that's that's the point here is everyone came into college with a completely different Richter scale for partying, for intimacy, for, you know, some of these kids, Kev, this is the first time they got to stay up past 10, a, 10 p.m., mm. you know, and so they went, they didn't have any structure. Yeah. I mean, some of them really did go off the rails. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I have a huge advantage and a jump start because none of this is really that, that new to me. We had a, we had a mentor one time who probably had a net worth of what? I don't know, $6 million, $8 million. I don't, I don't 13, know what it was. 13. 13. Yeah. And we were talking to him one day and he's like, oh, I'm broke. I am broke. Yeah. And we we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm broke. I just don't, don't have any money anymore. He's like, I'm not, I'm not broke to the point where I'm flying coach. He's like, I still fly first class. And it was like, <laughs> but that's his Richter scale. His Richter scale is, well, my net worth is only $13 million now. Yeah. That's, yeah. that is so much of where you feel you fit in today is based on a past version of you. And that's why I was thinking of naming this something else. I don't know how else to name this episode because we're kind of all over the place with the stories, but you're recognizing a huge lesson from your past. The lesson is your set point. Your set point for communication, your set point for um, violence, your set point for love, your set point for respect, your set point for money, work ethic, expectations. That's what we're talking about is your set point is going to change throughout life and you just got to make sure that you're understanding just because it's, and really, really think about it. If, if you had it really hard, so say like a level 10 in anything, and it was just a challenge. And let's just say, um, cause I want to make sure I'm, I'm respectful with the way I say this. Say you were, you grew up with nothing. Like you grew up. Okay, let's do this. We've had a, a guest on the podcast many times, a friend of ours. His name's Anthony Trucks. When it comes to growing up with very little, Anthony Trucks grew up in some of the most horrendous conditions you can imagine. Okay? Mm -hmm. His level five now doesn't mean he can't shoot for like a level 10. Just because it seems like, oh, my life is so much better than it's ever been, it doesn't mean that that's as good as it can get. That's the point I want to make in this episode is, and on the other end too, it's like, well, I used to drink a 12 pack a day. Now I only drink a six pack. So I, I was at a, a 10. Now I'm at a five. Well, it doesn't mean you can't go four, three, two, one, zero either. So it's just important to understand where you are ultimately compared to where you used to be. That's the, the point I'm trying to make. And it, it's a never ending climb. That's why it's next level you. There's always a next level. And Kev, to your point, I remember you know, those people who are like, well, you know, I, I, yeah, I smoke cigarettes, but at least I don't do, you know, yeah. hard drugs. And it's like, okay, well, just because you don't do hard drugs anymore doesn't mean cigarettes aren't still bad. And so mm -hmm. it, it's all relative. Uh, Kev, have you ever seen the movie? Um, Deep, oh. I know I do this all the time. Kevin's like, uh, unless it's a comedy, probably not. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, terrible shark movie. Oh, yeah, terrible shark movie. Um, there's this one scene in it that is really fascinating because this episode, Richter Scale, might as well be Everything is Relative. And it's important to understand. Very, I don't think that episode title would do very well. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. And that's relative. <laughs> relative to what, right? No, I'm just joking. Okay. So there's this one scene where essentially what they're doing is making sharks smarter. Um, yeah. Neuroscience. They're studying sharks to cure Alzheimer's. It's like a late 90s, early 2000s movies. And 
one of the scientists in it went to Stanford, which is an Ivy League school, I think, and for neuroscience or whatever, and studied Einstein and all that. And I think it's LL Cool J, his character, like ends up explaining the theory of relativity. He's like, yeah, you put, you know, you put your hands on the love of your life, an hour can feel like only a minute. Put your hand on a hot stove, a minute can feel like an hour. It's all relative. Mm. And the physicist or whatever um, scientist in the movie is like, I went to Stanford for five years to get my graduate degree, and I've never heard the theory of relativity explained better than that. Mm. You know, and so again, in this episode, the Richter scale, you have to understand that everything is relative. And you have to be hyper-conscious and aware of that so that you can coexist with other people who, and this is important for me as well because Kevin and I run into this a lot, right? We talk deep all day, every day, seven episodes a week and, and coaching calls and thousands of coaching calls and studying neuroscience and chemistry on the side for fun and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes what seems really simple to us would never have seemed simple in the beginning. And we have to remember that, you know, we have to remember that. And so everyone's Richter scale is different. And if you're, if you're giving level, level eights on your Richter scale, and that's actually someone else's 12, it's going to put them in the anxiety zone. So you just got to be aware of that. And it's super important. And I mean this very seriously. Don't watch that movie. It's terrible. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's not worth your time. (laughs) The sharks are smart. They get smarter as they go. And it's like, they do some wild stuff. If you like shark movies and dumb movies, it's a good one. But if you like movies that are good, it's not a good one. You okay. killed my bird. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Cool J. Yeah, he, he is. And also, real quick, real quick. the One of the people who plays the main character, I, he might, I don't know if it was the man that went to Stanford. Thomas Jane later played the Punisher mm-hmm. in The Punisher, the movie. Yep. So mm-hmm. just a little, little trivia. Next, Level Nation. If you listen to us, there is a good chance that maybe at some point, if not now, you want to start a podcast because maybe we talk about podcasting and you say, you know what, that'd be something I'd love to do. If that is ever something you want, I am happy to hop on a completely free 30-minute call with you. I'm not going to sell you on anything. Whether you're asking, hey, how do I start this? I will walk you through the process. Or we can just add value in terms of where you're going with your podcast. Uh, I will have the link in the show notes for this, please, if you want a show, if you have a show, it's totally free and I'm not going to try to sell you. And we get to meet our amazing listeners. So that is a win, 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 win. Wow. Just swallowed wrong right there. To that point of meeting our listeners, I have a department within our business called Next Level Business Solutions. Um, if you have always thought about wanting to start a business, I don't care how small some of my business owner clients are starting from scratch. Okay. I don't care if it's your brand new, if you, or if you have a multi-million dollar business, like some of my other clients, I would love to jump on the phone and add value to Kevin's point. I'm not going to sell you anything. If you ask me about my coaching, I will let you know the prices and the run rate and all that stuff. Um, and what, how it all works logistically. But at the end of the day, we just want to meet our listeners. So if you are thinking about starting a business or already have one that you want to grow, please reach out. The link will also be in the show notes. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number. And I'm going to come up with this title on the fly because I haven't come up with it yet. Oh, I've just lied to you completely because it's already, it's last (laughs) week's podcast, so it's okay. Tomorrow for episode number 1051, it is last week's live podcast, Leaning Into Courage and Vulnerability. I Mm -hmm. very much enjoyed that one. And then I ate Burger King after hashtag grateful because 
For some reason, Burger King has been calling my name lately. No, we are not sponsored by them. No, we never will be, but it was good. As <laughs> always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at alazarus 88 Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.